0: All right welcome to this episode of Dabot after dark 2010s movies edition uh, what do you want to call it redux Mulligan Um Mulligan edition. Mulligan Hoffman edition. Rule. Let's do that. So what happened was the Hoffman rule fail. Yeah. What happened was, is we had this brilliant idea, mainly me and a little bit Eric to do a speed timer and uh, for our draft picks. You were the inspiration for the rule. Cause you take for, Oh yeah. Go sons. Get this out, Eric. So we can move on with our picks.
1: I hope Patrick I hope Beverly is the subscriber. subscriber.
0: <laughs> There's one thing I know about Patrick Beverly. He's a huge fan of dad mod <laughs> history. And he'll uh, have time son. to
2: watch it next week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he will. yeah, he will. Um so anyway, we did our movie picks for the 2010s movie draft, and the general consensus afterward was the format was not ideal. And uh so what we're gonna do tonight is it all over again and redraft it but we're not going to have a timer um this time so it's going to be like we've done for the previous decades where we make our pick talk about why we made our pick and then discuss and then and go from there so do we want to go over the rule changes well that's what i wanted to bring up so we all have our picks from last time and the way i understand the rule changes this time is you can keep your picks, basically. You can't pick a movie that was already drafted. But if you want, you can pick a movie that wasn't drafted last time. Correct? Am I understanding that? Yeah.
3: So, so you're, you're locked in. You, you can't take something somebody else drafted, basically. You can choose between stuff you already took and anything that's still out in the ether. OK. So, so if somebody you, wanted
0: to, they could stand pat with their picks and those picks are essentially protected. Um, but if they wanted to, they could switch out something for a pick that was not taken at all last time. Two questions.
4: Yep.
2: If someone picks a movie that they didn't pick last time. Will they drop a movie?
0: They did pick to release it into. Ooh, it's a great like question that. because I was wondering that myself and I didn't know if I'm wanting to, Discussive yeah, I,
3: I I think that's fair. Like, so if you're going to swap out one of your movies, whatever you just uh, booted out of your own lineup that can is fair game, that sounds fair.
0: So, it's basically, right. we have to make cut-downs. So, <clears right? throat> so, whatever you cut becomes a free agent and can get picked up. I like it.
2: Follow-up question. Obviously, we can change the order of when we're making our picks because, you know, let's say we – took a terrible movie first well,
1: round. No. No. Because if, if I, I don't, would, choose, if my don't choose my pick, first pick, then somebody, then somebody thinks it's that's open. open.
2: No, but you can still pick it later.
1: As long as you're picking
2: another movie. You can pick your fourth round pick in the first round. We should just probably stay at Trump. I apologize.
4: Is this a democracy or a dictatorship?
0: A benevolent dictatorship
4: benevolent isn't that how they always start
0: yeah just doing it for the best of the
1: people. i
5: feel like this is a recurring theme with jack
1: jack's read the, jack's
5: prince. Read the prince yeah i've got two um, copies
3: actually and, and so speaking of two eric you need to get further away from cameron's microphone
0: the i believe so, so. um okay uh, so, so. As Cameron goes are, to the garage, uh, let's cover some other items here. Sorry. So, picks are protected. So, the picks you, you made last time are protected. Try unless you pick something else, then you have to drop one of your previous picks. Um, you don't have to necessarily pick them in the same order that you picked them last time. I think that's fine. Um, anything else? Oh, I had a question. Uh, same draft order as last time. Yeah, probably. So Eric, so Jeff, Jay, hold Randy, on. I, Cameron,
1: Jack. I, I want to clarify that because if I don't take my first pick as what I took my first pick as, other people are going to think that's still available. Then, do you understand my? Sure. So if or I don't take that pick, the
0: only
2: know then... that it's not available is if you say I pick movie X and I dump this movie
1: right yeah, so if I'm don't. gonna if I'm gonna pick Otherwise, out of order if I pick out of order then you don't really know that does that make sense
4: you say I'm uh, gonna pick Blade Runner 2049 in lieu of Ender's game now Ender's Game is back on the table
1: yeah okay but if my first pick if I say I'm gonna take something else instead of my first pick no like it doesn't do the reserve any for movies.
2: you to take it at your leisure
1: Okay, we'll I, you know what I honestly don't think we're gonna use it that much, so we'll cross that bridge. All right, sounds
0: good. So with that said, and Jeff is back, he is back. All right, let's get so, rolling. Yeah, so sorry, quick question, guys.
5: So we're still keeping up the uh the scoreboard, correct? Because I can't yeah. see that right now.
0: Okay. Yeah, the scoreboard is still up. Uh, can um, everyone see it?
5: Okay, oh, here it is. Here it is. Yep.
0: Okay. All right. So the draft order, as mentioned before, is Eric has the number one pick. It's followed by Jeff, Jake, Randy, Cameron, and then Jack. This is a snake style draft like the previous one. So then Jack will start round two and it'll go backwards and so on and so forth until we are done. Order of the picks are, or the number of the picks is you get one drama, two action, two comedy, one teen, one animated, and one wild card. No time limit. Um, no set time limit on your picks. So make your pick, explain why you did it, and then we move on. Final question before we get to it is once we have our picks, are we going to re vote on who had the best picks or are we gonna yeah, we can do keep that. the previous winner? We, need to we should revote. It was a little, yeah. Let's do that. All right. I think we are ready to go. Eric, you have the number one overall pick. I am would be shocked if you changed it, but here we go.
1: No, oh, I'm going to stick with, uh, for my first action, will be end game.
0: Not enders game? I was just end- <laughs> saying that
1: incorrectly.
0: <laughs> nice try. Though, right? Nice try. End Why? Why would
1: you pick uh, end game? What, I think what's it's- the reasoning here? It's just the biggest movie of the decade. The biggest after a decade of films put out by the MCU and by Marvel, um, the 23rd chapter in this 23 chapter monolith they put together. It's just the the biggest, best love letter to its fans of any franchise ever.
0: Is it the all time grossing movie? Did it top Avatar? I don't know. In tickets and. In- movie sales. In quality it did, but I don't know about actual <laughs> team of sales. Oh uh, yeah. It's a better movie than Avatar, certainly. But is that your know.
1: animated movie? I it might <laughs> I, I probably could. <laughs> There's enough in it. I just think it's all right. So much fun to watch that movie. There's so many good payoffs.
0: I agree and, and I know we discussed this last time. I what I like about Endgame is it's a great resolution for a decade plus of films. I don't and we'll see why i don't think it's the best story in the marvel cinematic universe but i i do agree it's the biggest movie of the decade i mean there's no way around that um okay uh, unless we have anything else to add jeff you are up next with the number two pick all right number two pick i'm sticking on
3: uh on track i'm taking a comedy i'm taking bridesmaids um talk about bridesmaids a little bit uh comedy was was kind of tough for this for this decade i thought um last time we did this jack mentioned that melissa mccarthy is uh is not funny and i would agree except for this movie this was kind of her coming out it was good there were other female only comedies in this decade and i'm going to mention it even though it's a faux pas because no one's going to pick it because it's terrible and it was ghostbusters and that movie was awful And women can make great comedies. And I
1: think Bridesmaids is one of them. So that is my first pick. Hey, Jake, I don't know if you remember this. You and I were walking through a mall in Mesa way back when. And a guy grabbed us. He's like, we want to show you some trailers and get your feedback. And uh, one of those trailers was Bridesmaids. Hmm.
0: I, I do remember that we got two bucks to watch those trailers. That was the big payoff. (laughs) And I turned that $2 Um, into 50 cents. Yeah. Look at us smart. We invested in flop coin. Um, you know what? I think I liked bridesmaids, but I I think I I had too high of expectations because it was billed as the female version of the hangover. And I, I think I went into it thinking it was gonna be just as good as that, and I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it that much.
3: You, you know, I, I think I could have benefited greatly from my no trailers policy, and going into that's, that thing cold, it was almost certainly better for me
5: than for somebody who saw the trailer a couple of times, for sure. Jeff, you took the words out of my mouth, because that trailer was absolutely legendary. You know, you saw the, the trailer and said, oh my gosh, this is gonna be an incredible movie. And when you actually saw it, not to take anything away from it, it was the expectation was up here and it, it was an eight out of 10 as opposed to a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Eight. You already saw all but two of
3: the
0: good jokes. So maybe right. that's, maybe that's it. I agree. That's a good, good point. Um, all right. Next up is me and I'm going to keep my number one pick overall. It's a wild card pick Mad Max Fury Road. And I I picked that because I I agree there's probably better overall action movies out there, but there's nothing quite as outrageous as what I saw with Mad Max Fury Road. It's one of the few reboots that I think may have been better than the original, I maybe it isn't, but it's really, really good. And it was wild from start to finish. Charlize Theron is incredible. Tom Hardy, even though he hardly spoke in that movie is awesome, even Nicholas Holt. was yeah. great in that movie. Like everybody in that movie, it was just a fun action movie to watch. And there's a lot of good action movies out there. There's not not every action movie is that enjoyable to watch from start to finish. And this was.
3: So, so fun fact, when uh, George Miller showed his first cut of that movie to the studio, they didn't like it. And they said, hey, it's a little over the top. We're going to need you to redo it. I can only imagine that he ate mushrooms and took acid and took it way, <laughs> way over the top. And then they were like, That's not what we had in mind, but yeah, let's go with that. You nailed it.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: That movie,
2: I remember seeing that movie in the theaters with Jeff, and it was really, really good. It it was way better than, I think, any of the originals. It's just so much different than anything you've ever seen. And I think they they built a bunch of those vehicles. They were actually real working vehicles for
3: the movie. Mm Yeah, it was very little CGI. It was a lot of real analog special effects. The, good stuff.
0: the vehicle with the guitars and the, the shooting the flames out—that was awesome. Like doing well, that. It, embarrassing... Here's another
3: fun thing: is those vehicles all have names. That that
0: thing was called the Doof Wagon. <laughs> That's awesome. Jake, are that. are you a Tom Hardy fan? Uh, I mean, I guess you'd say so. I, I pretty much enjoy every movie I've seen him in. Okay. Yeah. So if if you're a
4: real Tom hard. Hardy fan, you could name four of his coherent sentences.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. The only one I can name off the top of my head is that's bait. That's that's the only one that really sticks out in my head. But, that's bait. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, so that was my pick. Uh, Randy, to you then. For your Wait, number one segue pick. Segue into
2: Tom Hardy, Jack. Um, one of his four lines I remember was What was that supposed to do, Drone? uh my, my was was warrior and I, i'll preface this by saying looking back at my list i think that the 2010s was like the death of movies in the cinema so i ended up picking just a lot of movies that i loved in the decade this is way too high of a pick for the first round but this is one of my top five movies like i said this uh when we filmed it the first time on a plane, I, I watched this movie and two other movies, probably every plane flight. So I've seen the movie 50 times, brothers uh, at odds with each other, MMA, which I'm not an MMA fan, but the movie was unreal. I wish <laughs> it was like that. Um, Nick Nolte was great in the movie. It's just, it's a, it's a fantastic movie, I will admit. Not a first round pick, but in my personal, uh, I'm going the the Jack Peterson route. Just pick the movies I love, like you did
3: in the 2000s. So. You know, I'm I'm not questioning your genre, but I honestly I think that's more of a drama than an action. And and I love that movie too. I've seen it probably 10 times, and I I think the MMA has very little to do with it. I think it's just a great drama about a family that fell apart and you know is coming back together and. Um, I see why it's why you have it in action, but it's it, it's a great movie on a lot of levels. Yeah, I put
2: that. You know, it's funny doing the research on this. You look at a lot of these movies that, like, I would think they would be dramas, and they're comedies, and I just, but yeah, you're right. It, it is definitely a drama. It's more of a story about a broken family, and and you know, um, it, it's just, it's hard to explain. If you haven't seen the movie, Janice, it'll be great. So just please watch.
1: <laughs> Do I have to cut in my tirade against Janice from the previous well, record?
0: Janice has some sway because she's the only one that regularly watches. Well, and you know, now knows, it's Janice so. and this
1: so guy that I really don't agree with, both siding hey, with Cameron. Which is an
5: excellent segue. We just came from the Suns game. We watched uh, Game Six where the Suns closed it out. Because um, so, congratulations to Eric. But we met this guy standing at the table next to us, and you know we're talking about the podcast we're hyping the podcast he is now a follower by the way he and his buddy kent so next thing you know i'm telling him about the 2000s movies and what i did that night is i took a photo of all the selections cutting off the names and i said hey jeff i'm
1: not going to say anything about this objectively look at the best column Okay. I'm going to stop here because joke. I know here's the thing. I wasn't able to verify this whole conversation because I was talking to his friend, Kent about actual history. Um, so I wasn't able to verify the veracity of these claims that he said Cameron's was the best, Look, but we're all very impressed that you're talking
5: about the highfalutin history episodes, Eric. Uh, Spoiler alert, he picks no. Cameron's movies. Is that the point of this? Spoiler alert, he chose my movies. So, not one, but two people have chosen me as the winner for the 2000s. Those are fun. all right.
0: I, hey. We got two followers and, and Cam
5: got speed, a little boost. So, you to go ahead
0: like and make it. a pick if you're done declaring yourself a winner? Or yeah. like, this is this why a I a s- wanted a speed round, by the way. You called it the Hoffman Obviously, the camera rule. I was going
5: to take, mm-hmm. take you guys on a journey, but this first one, I'm going to keep it short. Um, I originally chose Inception as my first round pick. Mm-hmm. I am not happy with that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, to Randy's point, it's a great movie, but I don't know that it's necessarily worthy of a number one, uh, a first round pick. Um, I chose it originally because it's different and it stood out in my mind. I'm going to relinquish Inception and I'm going to choose the movie American Sniper.
4: All right. Um,
5: read the book also. And it was just such a great movie. You know, you think about, uh, yeah, this is a tough guy badass, you know, Texas cowboy, basically. Um, But it also talks about, you know, the quality of individuals that serve in our nation's military. I mean, these aren't just grunt guys. These aren't just tough guys. These are high character guys, especially to ascend to that level. Um, You know, he he was a literal war hero. Um, And it was cool to see what type of guy he was as opposed to, yeah, he was just really tough. Um, because the best of the best have the, the high character and they're team players and they're tough and they're, you know, they have a great story. So um, really a cool movie. And it, it kind of got me started on a lot of uh, war movies, special, special forces movies in that era that were really cool. But I think that one was the best of the of the bunch. And you're taking this as an action still? I'm taking that as an action. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right,
4: that's me, right? Yes, sir. I will be maintaining my favorite movie as my first choice. I'm going to take Scott Pilgrim vs. the World as a comedy. It never fails to make me laugh. It's There's never a dull moment in that movie. It's directed with so much care. There's always something new that you're going to find every time. It's amazing. It's my favorite movie of all time taking Scott Pilgrim versus World's comedy.
2: I can't watch this movie without thinking about Jack Peterson. I, like, I've never seen Scott Pilgrim and Jack Peterson in the same room at the same time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying they're the same person. I'm just saying I've never hung out with them both at the same time. They might be,
0: you know, similar stories. <laughs> and you're taking this as a comedy? Of course, yes. Not a teen? Okay. Has anyone here not seen the movie? I've seen it. Great. Everyone's seen it.
3: Yeah, Yeah. it's a great movie. I love Michael Cera. (laughs)
4: It's probably his best work. Outstanding. It's an
0: awesome movie. All right, second pick, Jack. It's also going
4: to be the same thing. I'll be taking my animated. It's going to be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Clearly the best animated movie made in the decade. It's perfect the soundtrack is amazing the movie is hilarious great characters i loved the bad guy love prowler he was super cool i'd never seen him before i don't know if he's like actually in the comics but he was awesome too
3: you know what it's not only the best animated movie of the decade it's arguably the best spider-man
4: movie that they've made really it is i would argue that as well
2: you know, it's one of those movies, like, totally low expectations. I think we took the kids to see it, and it was like, ah, whatever. We don't have anything to do. We'll go see this dumb movie that's going to be dumb. And then it was, like, mind-blowingly good. Like, great story. Totally unique. The way that they shot it. The music. I even, they, We still listen to the soundtrack. It was uh, fantastic movie. Completely underrated. And a great pick.
1: So I remember when we first watched that It came up on Netflix or something, and and we said, oh, it's animated. It looks good. We'll show it to the kids. And uh, about three minutes in, I sat down and just sat through the whole thing. It just pulled me in. It was so much fun.
0: Well, it's one of the rare Marvel animated movies that really holds its own. DC has a long history of making good animated movies. This Marvel animated movie was incredible. And uh, really, it took it to another level. Uh, if there's nothing else on that one, good pick, Jack. Um, Cameron, you are next. Well, my, my next pick,
5: um, it's kind of a sentimental pick for me inside out, uh, for animated, um, as a, as a father of a son with autism, I think it does a really good job of laying out. This is what an emotion, um, with a corresponding color. And here's the, the super, um, Focused of of here's what envy is, and here's what disgust is, and here's what fear is, and here's what you know all of these emotions. They did a really good job of weaving that into the story and talking about the emotions, and and, uh, um, just a really cool concept that I had never heard of before. Um, So every time I sit down and watch, um, you know, every time we have a family movie night or whatever, and and we're thinking of, of something kid-friendly. I push for in and out Inside-Out, excuse me. Um, I've I've never seen another movie like it. Sentimental pick, love it. Great film. Awesome. Um, I agree.
2: I will say, though, transitioning to my pick, um, Cameron has made a huge draft snafu. Um, You don't dump your first round pick to pick up another movie. Picking it up was fine. You could have picked it up whenever you wanted, but dumping your first round pick, you could have dumped. There's some mediocre, mediocrity at the bottom. So I'm going to take advantage of Cameron's huge mistake. I'm going to pick up Inception, which was a Trump round pick for sure. Fantastic movie, completely unique. One of... Chris Nolan's best films. Um, but I'm not going to drop my second-round pick. I'm going to just save that for a little bit later. I'm going to drop Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which uh, there's a ton of movies out there and uh, that were comic book movies and didn't really... Just just taking up extra space. So thank you, Cam, for uh, Are you film. I appreciate it. You've displayed you some you excellent you,
5: tactical decision-making. The, the, right the great thing is that talked... Really Randy's like a Bond villain. He will, he will stand there and tell you what his strategy is as it's happening. And then he'll give you a hard time on top of it. So kudos to Randy. Every Bond villain is classy too. Oh, excellent. (laughs) With a backwards
2: hat. I, you know, Cam, I I love you. Um, You were great in the two thousands. That was, that was a huge mulligan mistake. So um, and, and. when we get to
4: the last pick, I'll remind you why. So keep Your time in the sun has come to an end.
0: <laughs> I, I like the Inception pick, Randy. I I think Inception was, in my mind, it's probably my second favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Um, it was just awesome watching it, and and honestly, I think after that, he hasn't the movies he's made have been very good, but they haven't been quite that incredible.
1: So, um, question I, on procedure here. So he gets to retain the other guys. Yes, yeah.
2: I have to dump a movie, which I did. I dumped my one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh round pick.
1: So down there in row hold eight. Put, so put you, put the you trade a seventh round pick for a second round pick, and you get to hold it for the whole time. That's camera's yeah. fault. Yeah, I Ooh, yeah.
2: dropped an action. I picked up a better action. I'm taking it a little bit out of order. Totally following the rules we made up. Huh?
1: From. All right, Adam Silver. Sounds right. Yeah, yeah I
5: love. <laughs> I not hit the we'll, player as we make him up. Yeah. So Randy, I have a I have a legitimate question about you because um one of the reasons why I dropped this. Tell me in three sentences or less, two sentences or less, tell me what inception is about. Inception
2: is about
5: dealing with
2: loss in a very existential
1: way it's a heist film <laughs> it's a fancy heist film
4: uninvited thought putters that's all you needed
2: <laughs> and I'll tell you this if, if Will Ferrell was the man of the 2000s Tom Hardy is the man of the 2010s
1: oh it's that's my line I said that far. I said that last time
0: well we're redoing this episode Eric looks like you, you just lost, lost your line Eric he's right. just stealing all sorts feel- of stuff He's got the rubies and good, he's rubies and good lines. lines. He's incepting oh. everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: that's, that's not what inception. All right,
0: I got it. Eric, incepted me. Maybe this you've it. done. You've done been incepted, Eric. Deal with it. Yeah. That. It's not Jake about. All right, my pick, and I'm <laughs> keeping my pick. Uh, my team, coming of age because Jack. You know, I want to steal that eighth round,
1: punch. Jake. From you, can I do that? I just want to make up a rule. I'm gonna steal this one in the eighth
0: round. No, because Jack took my top two teen movies, Scott Pilgrim and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And so my, my third teen movie is Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, Jeff, as you said, if, if you said Into the Spider-Verse is arguably the best Spider-Man movie of the decade, I would almost agree with you, <clears> except <throat> watching um, Spider-Man Homecoming was really awesome. It was just a great movie, well put together. It had redeemed some really dumpy Spider-Mans of the early 2010s with Andrew Garfield and Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire um, in the aughts. And it wasn't like a true origin story uh, in that he'd already been introduced, I think, in one of the adventure or one of the cat cool movies. War. Yeah, and, and so it was a fresh start. I, I thought it was awesome. Zendaya in that movie was incredible too. And um, yeah, it's just Michael a, it was Keaton. Just a, Michael Keaton was a great villain, and he was like, he's like a villain you kind of wanted to root for in a sense. Like you got where he was coming from with it, and I, I just he thought actually a was a good
1: movie. complex villain, more so than Thanos. There, there was a
2: period where God, here the big, we go. The big knock on Marvel was the villains were bad, and I think this was the movie that kind of turned that because got this sense of like why he was doing what he was doing. There's a scene where they're driving to the dance. Yeah. Peter Parker and uh, the vulture, I don't remember what the character's name was, Michael Keaton's character, both figure out who each other are while they're in the car. It was,
0: that was a cool scene. Yeah, it really was. And it was just a great story. Um, Overall, I just really liked that movie. And I thought, you know, it was Homecoming, so it doesn't get more teen than that. <laughs> so, all right. Back to you, Jeff.
3: All right, um, right. I'm going to action. Uh, one of my favorite movies. I'm a big Brad Pitt fan and a big David Ayer fan. David Ayer writes and directs outstanding movies. And there are a few better than Fury. It's so awesome. True. It's got Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf, um,
1: Michael Pena, uh,
3: John Bernthal. John Bernthal, that's what I was trying to think of. It's it's an awesome movie. It's a slow burn. It's intense. God, uh, you know, it doesn't stick to your m- normal movie formula. So I'm taking Fury.
0: You could almost take that as a drama if you wanted to.
1: I was going to take it as coming I of age. I completely agree.
0: Didn't we
4: go over that? Like, what isn't a drama?
0: Yeah. Uh, the Iron Spades. Spiderman. Yeah, Spiderman. You're telling
4: me that Mark <laughs> Wahlberg's struggle to be a respected police officer isn't dramatic
0: to you? I mean, him ironically it's hilarious ballet. He's a pretty, peacock, Pretty Jake. powerful. You gotta let him fly. You gotta <laughs> let him fly. I understand. <laughs> I know. Hey, guys, great, creep.
1: Creep. Um So here's what yeah. I love about Fury, is that it, it's it's kind of historical in some ways, but it's apart from any historical specific moment in the war. It's just towards the end of the war. We don't know exactly where it's happening. And so it's... A little bit vague, you know. It's not like Saving Private Ryan. This is Omaha, Red Beach. It's German. just somewhere in Germany, and they're just going, and it kind of gives you that vague sense of uh, setting. And I still just was drawn into that. I wanted to see it in the theaters, and I ended up just watching it on my phone. But I was just drawn in. It was awesome.
4: Very few movies, you know, really depict how exhausting and just taxing and brutal war is, as well as Fury did.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I think, can quote that movie all day. I won't. I think the part was, like I said, I kind of wanted to pull that as a coming of age because you see this this kid who's what was he supposed to be? I forget his his original role. Like he was a, a typist, clerk,
4: typist, clerk. Yeah. Clerk,
1: <laughs> go to this tank. You're going to be a machine gunner. Good luck. And he comes of age in that to see the the horrors of war and. Uh, and that's one way to grow up fast.
4: Yeah, that's right. He uh, he shows up, he's like, Sergeant Collier, I'm I'm your new assistant driver. <laughs> no, you are not.
1: <laughs> Embarrassingly, I've never seen Fury. i want watch oh, it. No. Watch it tonight. Watch it tonight. I haven't either. Watch it tonight. It's a great movie. You guys will thoroughly enjoy it. 90% sure Janice
0: has also not seen it, but Janice, go watch <laughs> Fury. Janice would love Fury. There's one thing I know about Janice; she loves gritty World War II movies. <laughs> That's- She's got to love Brad Pitt at least. Who doesn't love
3: Brad
4: Pitt? So Janice, love really Brad Hilarious. You love Speaking Brad of Pitt, gritty right. World
1: War II movies, Eric, it is uh, your second round pick here. I might go with one um, for a drama. I'm going to go with Hacksaw Ridge. And it, it, I think I may have seen this within a week of seeing Fury. So I was just kind of on a I needed movies. I need to catch up on Kick. Um, tells the story of Desmond Doss, who saved, who was, a a pacifist, but insisted on serving in during World War II in the Marines. And, uh, or was it, I think he was army actually. Uh, and he saved the lives of 50 plus Americans who were trapped on that ridge under Japanese fire. Again, uh, earned, I think the medal of honor without firing a shot. Um, And I pick it as a drama because while it's a war film, it really is telling the story of the life and principles of this one man. Um, Well worth the watch. Yeah. I love me some Mel Gibson movies. That's awesome stuff.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those stories that it's too amazing to believe that actually occurred. I mean, that, that sounds made up. If you were to just tell the synopsis of that movie, to say, you know, this pacifist showed up in, in World War II and saved the lives of so many men when nobody else would would do that. You would think, nah, that is, that's made up. Um, but it was, it's, it's really cool that, uh, you know, actually occurred. Amazing what people are capable of.
4: That movie really elevated Andrew Garfield as an actor for me as well. He was outstanding.
1: Unrecognizable as Andrew Garfield in that film. Yeah.
4: He yeah. put his heart into it. Like his expressions, his line delivery, if you want to call it that, it was every little
1: bit was his best. So with my third pick, I'm going with a wild card and I'm going with Logan, the uh, which I think is, again, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, but far into the future with... Um, uh, Professor X, and uh, it's as you know, I, I picked Endgame earlier because that was kind of like this this swan song for Tony Stark and Iron Man. Logan, after all the X Men films, which were kind of all over the place, that just nailed it for the the character of Wolverine. And I, and I remember watching that film, and I don't remember even through all the MCU films. Um, having kind of the uh, emotional response to a superhero as I did in Logan. Because there were, what, eight or nine years of X-Men films that kind of led up to this one, you know, Wolverine's character.
0: Well, 20. Well, and he timed it beautifully. It was what? a
3: great story arc, you know. Um, you're going to get the, the MCU is going to have the rights to the X-Men. They're going to reboot the whole thing. Uh, Hugh Jackman's run as Logan was, it was outstanding. And not all those X-Men movies were very good, but right. he was consistent through all those. He's a great actor. And, and, and that, I, that movie
1: was a really good finish to his And whole. I know your rule on trailers, Jeff, but the trailers for Logan with... Uh, um,
2: Johnny Cash. Johnny
1: Cash, Hurt.
2: Nine Inch Nails, yeah. Amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I,
3: I watch trailers after I see the movie. I've seen that okay. trailer. It's okay. awesome, it's, yeah. Really does a
1: good, good justice for that.
4: And you guys would be lying to me if when she turns that cross into an X, that didn't hit you super hard because that got that got me real good right here. Jim. I was not ready. Right here, Oof. you know, that Patrick. Is, Patrick is the X Man, right there. Patrick Stewart for comic
2: book acting
4: movies was pretty good in that movie too. Uh, Talking about Professor X rated. That's just yeah, a guy losing his marbles
2: he um, it was, it was really good
3: all right um, my uh, my second peck of round three. Um, First time we went through this I took Lego Movie Batman which I remember being really funny with Will Arnett and I do love Will Arnett but I went back and watched some of this today and Randy might be right it was not as good as I remembered it Um, fortunately there is another great animated movie that somehow made it unpicked through all the rest of this and i'm going to take frozen i'm going to trade out frozen's a great movie um i've got any friends with you know little girls they they love the movie they love the characters um the olaf the, the olaf scene actually in frozen 2 where he talks about the first movie is one of the great animated scenes ever but so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna call an audible here and take frozen over uh,
5: <laughs> over Lego movie Batman absolutely Here's excellent pick huge upgrade good job my daughter my daughter was about a year old when that movie came out that song played nonstop in my house for a whole entire year and I still love the song it was it, it's probably the best song that Disney's ever done and that's saying something. It gets stuck in your head. It's a powerhouse song. Dina Menzel can really sing. Let it go. Best
4: wow. song Disney's ever done. That's that's bold. That's
5: a, it's a masterpiece, man. You what? might be right. You might yeah. be right. That's but it's a tour it's to force.
4: It's definitely in the conversation. Yeah, like Lion King. It's got some bangers.
0: I like some bangers. A,
4: a <laughs> guy, yeah, i think putting King's kidding. got some stuff that's hella fire. Let's some go. G- bangers. That's 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 I'm so,
5: uh, let's go. The, the, Jack, the, Jack wins the argument just for using the word bangers.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm not one
5: of do you, the. Jimmy Cricket sings some
2: classics at Pinocchio, too. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, that's, that's a whole other podcast.
0: <laughs> Musical edition. Mm. All right, Jake, you're up. So I'm also picking Animated. I'm keeping the Animated I took last time. And uh, it's interesting that you picked Frozen, Jeff, because I was shocked that it didn't go off the board last time at all. And I honestly thought for sure Cameron was going to pick it for exactly what he just said. Um, However, I watched Frozen, and it's good. Olaf's incredible, but it's not my favorite Animated. Oh, you're crazy.
4: He's on to something. Give him a second. Well, if he says the right
0: one, well, it's the same one I picked last time. So, um, I I picked Coco, and when I watched that movie, um, it opened up a whole new world in a a sense. You know, a whole new culture. Um, You know, we've seen a lot of Frozen's in in Disney's repertoire. You know, while it's a great movie, there's been a lot of princesses in Disney's, in Disney's storytelling, but Coco is, is something else, you know, with remember me, um, he goes into the land of the dead on the day of the dead to, to find his great, great grandfather so that he can save Coco, his great grandmother. And it's just this really heartwarming story. And there's all these layers and um, you know, it's happy, it's funny, it's sad. And, uh, and it's really an endearing story throughout. And I, you know, I can watch it. Whenever my kids have it on, I can sit down and watch it and get choked up. And there's not a lot of movies that do that for me, but that's one of them.
1: So I'll say yeah. I like Coco better yeah. than Frozen. Um, and I think a lot of things you talked about, Jake, with it kind of getting away from that narrative or the the usual Disney formula is kind of true. I'm, I'm nearly certain this is a movie I saw with my two two of my oldest kids and my sister. And I'm nearly certain towards the end, my sister looked at me and she said, are you crying? And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good.
0: Just a lot of oh, dust in here.
1: So dusty in that theater.
5: <laughs> I I think you did a really good job of setting that up, Jake. Um, that's a really good description of it. I, it's it's definitely a curveball out of the Disney uh typical. Um, I think visually too, that movie was awesome. You know, when he goes, when he crosses over into heaven, it was just really cool. Um, you know, all the colors and it wasn't overdone. It, it's hard to describe the mm-hmm. way that they did it artistically, but um, Taste very 20. good movie. Tasteful. Thank
4: you, Jeff. I got
5: you. I've
3: never yeah. seen it. I'll put it on the short list.
2: To summarize, not as good as Frozen, way
3: better than Lego Batman. Yeah. Fair well, <laughs>
2: I
0: disagree. Wait
3: sure.
1: So an interesting note, uh, in the Land of the Dead or whatever they call that area, yeah. Um <clears throat> The the layers of the city change as you go up. The lower Mm -hmm. layers are are more Aztec inspired, and as you go up, they have more Spanish inspiration until they get almost to be modern. And that was a design that they had. You know, over time, people die from different eras, and Mm -hmm. thought that was interesting.
3: Randy, Rando, bring it in. All right, um,
2: I'm going to take what was my second pick, now my third pick. Um, My favorite movie of the decade. Um, Another movie that I literally have seen a hundred times on an airplane. Um, I had a fantasy baseball team for three years called Danson and Highsmith, who were the cops played by Samuel Jackson and The Rock, uh, this movie is the other guys. This movie is hilarious. Um, it's also pretty, uh, cutting on some of the financial, uh, stuff that was going on kind of in the, uh, the financial crisis. They did, they actually did a really good job of being clever with making fun of, uh, uh, um, a lot of the, um, exploitation of wealth, um, right around the time of, uh. What was the other movie uh, "The Big Short"? Um, so great movie, uh, quotable. Talk about Michael Keaton being just hilarious. Um, mm. I think there were spoilers a little bit earlier with the "You Got a Creep." Um, yeah, great movie.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a really good movie. Um, it's just Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg are the buddy cop I didn't know I wanted in my life. And it, it really worked out well.
1: <laughs> you shot yeah. a
4: cheater. You
0: should have shot A-Rod. I, yeah.
4: I didn't like that movie very the much Yankee the first cover. time I saw it, but I was wrong. It's a I like it now. I love it now.
0: Are you just quoted? The team whole, team like,
2: team? him to, Eva mendez is, like, his...
3: his, his <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, they're not
4: all first-round drafting. You did draft
3: change. <laughs> like, I did change. Like... Or you look pretty. Well, and Michael Keaton—he cut his teeth on comedies. That's where he came in—was comedies, and he—he he kills it in that genre. Still, it was—it mm-hmm. was his best movie in a while. You talking about multiplicity? Still, in fact, I've decided my next fantasy team
2: will be called Dirty Mike and the Boys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you for the F
0: stack, <laughs> <laughs> Christina's <you> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Cameron,
5: you're up. So I'm up. Um, I felt like comedy was the weakest uh, genre in the 2010s. I don't know if it was because I was sleep deprived because I had three young kids in the in the early 2010s, but I had a hard time with comedy. Um, <clears throat> the one that that really stands out to me is 21 Jump Street. So if you were to describe the synopsis of this movie, there's certain things that just everything works. Um, you know, there's just certain templates that work. You know, two cops go back to high school and impersonate that that high school time. Um, you know, I think it's a, a very accessible plot. Um, just a lot of funny things come up in that and solid, good, funny movie.
0: From the 2010s and ice cube really delivers in that movie he is a great actor (laughs) he's very funny in that movie
5: he's a fantastic actor
0: yeah yeah i i I like that movie i liked it because they didn't take it seriously and they were kind of making fun of the show and and all that stuff and it was really really good how they pulled that off yeah and Jack, it's me.
4: Yeah, uh, too. Yeah. So last time I did this, I picked Drive as an action movie. I'm going to be dropping Drive because uh, I remembered a different movie that I thought you know was a lot more impressive to me, and I still listen to its soundtrack to this day. And you know, I love Jeff Bridges. And I didn't think this movie was going to be very good, but I'm taking Tron Legacy. Hmm. I that movie's yeah. been in my top ten for a while just because Daft Punk destroyed it in that movie. They're so good. I don't know if you guys what are you have taking seen that it recently. As? I'm taking that as an action still.
0: Maybe I need to re-watch it because I watched it and I was I felt disappointed with the movie. I mean, I there was parts of it that were really good. Daft Punk was incredible, but I don't know. I just I'd say give it another watch, it, man,
4: because I, I, some scenes still give me goosebumps just because it's so cool.
2: I, I love the original Tron that was made before you were born, Young Jack, but um, th- it, it, it could have been cool. They really wanted it to be cool. Uh, Garrett Hedlund was the actor that was the main character. They really yeah. wanted him to be like the next big thing, and he just kind of never... It, it was a good movie. It, it was a good movie. I wish I like they have a new ride at Disney World. Like, I think they've talked about making a sequel. There's a ton of stuff that they could have done with it. So, um, it was good. I, I mean, I think, I think Drive was, was probably better, but you know,
4: bold move,
3: Jack. Bold move.
4: Yeah, I'm filled with them.
3: All right, Jack, you had another one.
4: Oh, okay, I'm gonna be. Keeping my next pick as what I took last time. I'm taking Wind River as my drama. The movie's outstanding. When Jeremy Renner starts sniping dudes, there's nothing better. Nothing makes me happier.
3: Yeah, if if you haven't seen Wind River, it's awesome. It's one of those movies that, um, I think I mentioned this last time, Taylor Sheridan wrote and directed this. Uh, He does some of Hollywood's best work right now. And it's an awesome story. Jeremy Renner, is fantastic in it. Elizabeth Olsen's good. You get another turn from John Burnthal It's good stuff.
5: i got to add that one to my list it. as well. I haven't seen that either. Wind yeah, River is was amazing.
3: Um, what was that, Randy? Have you seen it, Randy?
2: No, I haven't seen that one either, so that was on my list from uh, Fury, Hacksaw Ridge, and Wind River. My Apparently, I didn't watch a lot of war movies in the 2010s, because yeah. I had fans, and Christy didn't want to watch them, so... Or we couldn't
0: find sitters. Who knows? All right,
3: back at you, Cameron. All right, Lehman, you're on mute. Oh, on mute. Let it rip.
5: All right. So, I think it would be a travesty if I did not have a Marvel movie in my list. Um, why not go with the one that kicked it off, as far as the Avengers, not the entire franchise of you know back in the in the very beginner, in beginning, but um, the Avengers I think came out in 2012. Um, you know, and and I, the cool thing that I like about the movie is it just highlights the fact that you know, you've got a bunch of different personalities here. It, it kind of starts the whole stark versus cap thing. you know, very different guys at odds. And at the end, they come together to save the world when all the pressure is on. So you know, I, I think in in sports terms, a lot of times, and it's cool when a team is supposed to win, goes wire to wire goes all the way and, and is victorious. You know, like I, I, I used to think it was cool when tiger woods, for instance, the Suns were not the odds on favorite Eric, I'm sorry, but like a tiger woods, he had all the pressure in the world. He was the best golfer, all of the eyeballs on him and he still wanted dominating fashion. Um, it, Kind of uh that's what it reminds me of when I think of the Avengers. Like, yeah, they're supposed to win. They're all these superheroes and they're great. And, you know, these these crazy aliens are coming to, you know, invade the earth and they they want. So, um, you know what's going to happen. And, but it's, it's not a surprise at the end, but it's just a cool movie and it started all the Avengers off. This is how brilliant Marvel is. Like they
2: made billions of dollars with, thor the guy that nobody heard of or loved before they started making the movies iron man who is like a b or c list comic book character captain America's good but like dc can't make good movies with superman batman or wonder woman i mean wonder woman there's a good movie there but just in do you, general do you like, think that's because
1: of... of such a high expectation Like you put batman out there, you expect the absolute best out of batman if you throw iron man out I mean Robert Downey Jr nailed it but was the expectation there for that?
2: I, I just think Kevin Feige and Marvel is ju- they're just ingenious in how they make movies because they know who their characters are. Like he's trying to make the characters something they're not, right? Like let's make Superman like Batman. Like no one wants to see that. Like Iron Man was Iron Man, Captain America was Captain America, you know. Thor was Thor. They just they did a great job of like knowing who their characters were. And then they would go make a movie, and I won't spoil some of the movies that might be picked later, but like, hey, we're going to make this buddy cop movie with these superheroes, or we're going to make this heist movie. When and, and they just, so they made movies that just happen to have superheroes in them. So I, I'm a, as Jeff and Jack know, I'm a huge DC fanboy. but from a movie standpoint, Marvel has been kicking the crud out of
4: DC. I respect, respect you being a DC fan because it's it's not easy.
1: I, no, not, not, not in movies. <laughs> not in this decade. I think no. that's an interesting point that Randy makes. They're making a whole variety of types of movies with superheroes in them. I think that's maybe I just haven't considered that, but that might be a huge piece to their success puzzle.
4: You also mentioned that Kevin Feige and that you said that they made these characters like who they were. But correct me if I'm wrong. Iron Man was kind of you know just not very popular before the iron no, man, movie the iron man is, that's
3: exactly is, what randy's uh, saying yeah it's a he was a b-level c-level character and they turned him into the leading character in that whole movie arc but here's
2: here's the genius of marvel too is all of those movies are connected you know i mean the first whole pick which i totally agree with in the decade is endgame that's a culmination of all these layers and character development all the movies intertwined like when we went to see Endgame, my wife hadn't seen half these movies. She tried to go through. There were like 20 movies that you have to go through and see all of this character development. I mean, 23, according to uh, this, this, the fact checker. But it's, it, it, it's a lot. I mean, it's, just, and it's, it's really genius. But if you look at it, it's just comic books on film. Like, because comic books are the same way. Like comic books, I have to read this book over here, and then I have to go read this book over here, and you find yourself going down rabbit holes,
5: spending quite a bit of money chasing down different storylines. So, but, but to piggyback off gonna... Randy's point, because I was not a comic book guy growing up, and I sat down and I watched each of the Avengers movies almost as, a, as an isolated event, and they were almost as watchable isolated just one of them um as they were in succession building off of each other you know I, I i thought that was a really cool thing for the
0: casual marvel fan to still get a lot out of so we'll do an episode on this whole discussion we'll have to do a separate episode on this because otherwise we'll never get through this draft because we got more marvel movies coming so right um brandy it's your pick but okay. good pick cameron I'm- very good pick
2: I'm moving my list to, to the next with Inception sandwiched in between, and that would be my drama, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I, I saw this movie for the first time. I didn't like it. I've kind of got a love-hate relationship with Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I, I never liked Pulp Fiction. Uh, it wasn't bad. I just never loved it. And Glorious Bastards is one of my favorite movies. This one kind of just grew on me. The first time I saw it, I don't know... It was in the theater. I just didn't really get it. I, I went back and watched it, and it's really, really good. I mean, it's just it, – it makes you feel like you're in that time period with those actors. It makes you feel – I don't uh, – what's Leo, Leo's uh, character's name? Gosh darn it.
3: Rick Dalton. Um,
2: Rick Dalton. I mean, you, you think he's a real person, you know? I mean, and, and it just – it was – and then he, you know, Tarantino always kind of jumps the shark at the end, and, but he did it in a really kind of. Cool it was awesome. Way. It was a great movie. It, it really, I, I think, it was one of his best. I think *Inglorious Bastards*, uh, Django Unchained* is pretty great. Um, I was never into *The Kill Bills*, but this this was one of his best. And apparently, his next movie is going to be his last. He's going to do one more movie and then he's going to retire.
3: So, that's sad. That'll be a bummer. He makes fantastic movies. Rumor Not has anything, it he's going to
2: remake Reservoir Dogs, so which was his first movie. So he's going to remake it again, and then just, I'm out. So we'll see.
0: Interesting. Uh, go, okay, that brings it to me, and I'm going to keep my pick, John Wick. Um, this is all credit to Dan Broussel, former Employee. <laughs> and uh, Shout nobody, out to nobody loves anything as much as Dan Brusshaw loves John Wick, and he almost, he almost got into fisticuffs with Jeff over it when it first came out because they were adamantly opposed to each other on on their opinion of this movie. But and, and, and I didn't and watch I did not it. Like, yeah, I didn't like the movie my first
3: viewing, but it's it's better than I gave it credit for back then. So if you're listening, and, Dan,
0: Baldwin. Yeah, and I didn't watch. I didn't watch it that first when it came out and it wasn't actually until COVID when me and my wife sat down and were like, Oh, we got to do something with all this extra time. Let's watch John wick. And we watched the first one and we looked at each other and like, we're going to watch the next one. Like right now. Right. And she's like, yep. I'm like, all right, and let's do it. And, and I mean, the premise is so simple guys, wife dies and some idiot goes off and kills his dog and he starts a two hour revenge tour. That's incredible. And it's just an awesome movie. And it's one of the few action movies that is not dominated by Marvel in this decade that I really, really enjoyed. And uh, my definition of action does not have to have a lot of drama in it. I mean, I picked Mad Max. I know it's a wild card, but I picked Mad Max as, as another one of my movies. And I just like just guys doing awesome stuff from start to finish and, you just get caught up in it, and John Wick fit the bill.
5: And um, I, I think it's cool too that I hear that Keanu Reeves does all his own stunts too. So yeah. you know, just knowing that in the back of your head makes it all the more cooler. And because he's not a young man, I mean, I think he's in his—he's in his fifties now. In his fifties now, and, and yeah. during this time, you know, he was in his in his mid forties or whatever it was. But pretty impressive, um, some of the stunts he did at that age. That's really old to be getting shot that many times.
0: Yeah, but he's back, baby. That's he's back. Like, it was I'm awesome. thinking, I'm back. <laughs> so that's my. I've never, uh, seen, I've never seen John Wick either. Any of them? I saw. I saw half oh of them. man. So I'll, I'll have to. I'll put it on my list. Ian McShane is in it, and he's awesome too. Like, it's just a great movie. Theon um,
4: Greyjoy is the that idiot, as Jake
0: described him. Yes. Is that the end? I didn't realize it was him. Yeah. Alfie Allen. That's him. Okay. Yeah. All, All right. Uh, uh,
3: Jeff, I'm up. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take my drama. This is a great movie. It's the Wolf of wall street. Leonardo DiCaprio never disappoints. Um, it's the first time I remember seeing Margot Robbie. She's awesome. This has got John Burenthal, It's got Matthew McConaughey. And maybe the most impressive acting job in this movie is Jonah Hill. Um, he went from B comedy goofball to uh, the story I heard is he did this movie for almost nothing and he killed it, man. So I'm um, taking Wolf of Wall Street as my drama.
2: Great pick. Absolutely great movie. Um, insane. Uh, we had, we had some friends of ours who actually worked on Wall Street and we watched this, but Christie and I watched this movie one night and uh, we we're like blown away. And then we went to, like, we saw him a couple of days later, like, can, can you believe that movie? And they were just convinced, like, deadpan, like, yeah, that's basically how it was. Like, in fact, probably worse. Like, they literally grew up in on Wall Street that time. I was just like,
3: wow. Yeah, the, the screenplay was based on Jordan Belfort's book. So at least
4: some of it's true, I assume. Hmm.
2: I wouldn't have lasted two years in that world.
4: So I'm <laughs> glad I wasn't a part of it. Another great John
0: Bernthal movie. John Bernthal is having a great night.
4: He's good, man. Name he's, one he's bad John Burnthal
0: movie. You won't.
4: Yeah, and, and McConaughey's
3: in there, too. It's almost a cameo, but it's a it's a great turn for him.
1: All right, Hoffman, let it rip. I, I'm going to drop Ender's Game. What? A, <laughs> Jack is great. Uh, Jack Jack is great. Uh, <laughs> it's not a good movie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great book <laughs> it's not I guess good. there's a reason to <laughs>
0: stop
1: it. It's a good It's good reasoning it, it, It's It's it's, it's whatever I enjoyed it but It's not a good movie so, uh, The book is are fantastic you teen? Yeah I'm going to go teen coming of age but I'm Going to wedge this one in here I'm going to go with Dunkirk As a teen yeah. coming of age Simply for everything that happened on the
0: boat
4: I wish I could have found you like, myself
0: during the you like really, of France. Yeah, you really like fast coming of age. Like, you don't <laughs> want any downtime. Like It's going to happen today. That's
1: when you're, you're coming go of age. From
0: child to man, now. All right.
1: <laughs> so, uh, you know, Dunkirk as a film in itself is just fantastic. And I'm just going to wedge it in there as that. But um, another Christopher Nolan film that's just amazing. Um, it's also told in what they call Triptych. Um, does Jack even recognize that? So the, the, you know, the, the Dunkirk story, and this is where Christopher Nolan takes these kind of odd angles on things and tries to present you with this. What's very a basic story. Inception's a basic story. It's just a heist film and try to give it to you in a different angle. Triptych is, um, there's three stories happening, right? There's one on land on the beaches. There's one at sea in the boats and there's one in the air with Tom Hardy. Um, in the spitfires and each one is told, um, in its own time on the beach. It's a, it's a time period of 48 hours or something on the boats. It's a period of like 12 hours. And in the sky, it's a period of four hours. And so that's that triptych. You have three stories wrapped around each other until at the very end, they all meet. Um, so it's just kind of an interesting device he uses to tell that story. So, um, Great film. Very intense. I saw it in an IMAX theater. I think I don't remember the last time I saw something in IMAX and that heightened it quite a bit. So it was a very
4: loud movie. I remember hearing uh, when it came out, a lot of veterans were like that had apparently been at Dunkirk. Were like, the actual Dunkirk wasn't as loud as this movie was.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's some scenes when they're in the boat and the boat starts getting shot. And it's I don't know if it's so necessarily loud as it is the contrast between the silence and the loud parts are enough that it's a bit much. I uh, could listen to the Stuka dive bomber Jericho sirens all day though. Oh, they, they're so uplifting, aren't they? They're great.
0: Uh, i am teen like dive bombers. So, God.
1: Hey, all you right. got to grow up fast. Um, <laughs> the next one, I'm going to stick with uh, pitch perfect for my comedy um, with Anna Kendrick and uh, Rebel Wilson. And I just, that, that whole trilogy is pretty amazing and fantastic and fun. So uh, I remember seeing that. My wife convinced me to see it. And I'm so glad she did because I enjoyed it. It's perfect. But good a really good movie. It's solid. All right, Jeff. All
3: right. Um, I'm going to action. I'm sticking with my pick from last time. I'm going with Rogue One. Um, anybody who knows me knows I love me some Star Wars and uh, I love me some Vader. Um, it's been a pretty lean run for Star Wars movies. Episodes 7, 8, and 9 were bad, terrible, and complete garbage um, in that exact order. But Rogue One, a movie that they put together an awesome script based on just a few little uh, tidbits of dialogue, mostly from uh, Star Wars, uh, A New Hope, Episode 4. And, and yeah, it's a great movie. And it's uh, it's some of the best Vader uh, you know, that, that that might be going a little far, but but just the way the end of Rogue One is a seamless transition into A New Hope. And um, as Jack pointed out last time we did this, they, they don't shy away from the fact that, spoiler alert, you know, everybody dies in this. And, uh, and, and Leia touches on that, or, or who's the general who touches on that before they attack the Death Star? You know, we, we lost
4: a lot of good people getting this information. Uh, sorry to do this to you. Man, but you're thinking of Return of the Jedi when they say all the Bothans died.
3: All right, I'll go back and rewatch it. Anyhow, Rogue One, Star <laughs> Wars
0: action movie. That's my pick. Slaughter Star Wars Vader movie at the end is awesome. When, oh. when Vader just goes berserk and it's yeah. like finally a scene with Vader where he's like, like sad and like mopey about his life. <laughs> like, no, he's just on the slaughter. It's
4: a great movie. He seemed upset about something.
0: Yeah. Me? You. Yeah, it's you. All right. Uh, I'm keeping it. Cap 3, Civil War. Um, and we had a... Probably part of the reason Jeff wanted to scrap that whole last episode is because of the debate we had between Cap 3 and Endgame. Um, but I, I, I think for my money, what I liked about Captain America Civil War was there was no true villain. I know there was uh, Baron Zemo, and you can call him a catalyst um, for the conflict between Iron Man and Cap, but he wasn't the real villain. Like, and and there was this tension that had been building up, as Cameron said, early on in these movies, in the first Avengers between the two, and it finally comes to a boil here. And it's just awesome. And, And the whole buildup for this movie, when they were marketing in it and like saying, which side would you pick iron man or captain america and and then the big fights between the two sides of the avengers and you know vision and scarlet witch have this thing going on and then she you know picks the other side and it, i i just loved it like everything about it was like this is what justice league or not justice league um batman versus superman they were trying to do poorly and what marvel did perfectly with cap 3 um, in this tension between these two superheroes and their conflicting viewpoints, and it was just yeah, there's a lot of good movies that Marvel made that decade, but this is right up there, um, and probably before Endgame, it probably would have been the best Marvel movie of the decade had Endgame come out a year later. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point, Jake. Like it just
5: lent itself to great marketing. What side of the fence are you on? Are you on Cap side? Are you on Stark side? And everybody going into that movie was was on a certain side, and you know, as you were walking in, everybody would chant, you know, what side you're on, mm-hmm. and, and and it's it's cool. It's like being in a at a sports venue. You get excited before the movie's even started. You're psyched about it. So yeah, I remember that
1: being a fantastic movie. Great. So the, one of the most memorable parts of this film was the introduction of Spider-Man. Yeah, we, we don't deal with a bunch of uh, origin story. It's just yeah here's this kid he's come to help he's starstruck while he's
0: there yeah hey cap um and ant-man and, is in there and oh my yeah. god they're so funny the, the um, whole oh, scene
1: was just perfect yeah
0: i will say
2: baron zemo did blow up the un so he was no.
0: well it said he's the I mean, he is a villain but he's the catalyst like but you don't like the focus isn't how are they going to get Baron Zemo? The focus is like who's going to win between Tony and Steve. That that's what everybody was worried. Like that's what the sides were. I mean, it, it was almost assumed that yeah, we'll get him, we'll get Baron Zemo. But what's going on between the Avengers? Not what's going on with the Baron. And well, I, Zemo's
4: not done yet either. I'm excited to see some more Zemo that's right. in the future. Yeah, he's still around. Has everyone seen a uh, Falcon Winter Soldier? Yes. Yeah, Zemo. Very good. <clears throat> did not expect to be as good as he was in that show the way he ended up
0: really surprised me yeah it was good um randy so my next pick
2: just kind of rolling everything down is going to be uh, my wild card uh, and that is jordan peele's get out um i didn't see that movie right away uh, i think jeff probably told me to see it i just saw it in the last couple of years, um, really interesting movie, um, interesting idea, really well done. Uh, I just,
0: it's, it's, uh, it's a good movie. So that's all I have to say about that. Pretty great turn from him from Key and peel comedy to super serious drama, you know, and, and I think he won the Oscar for that as well. Well, I was reading. I
2: was listening to a podcast with those guys, and apparently, like they had these ideas to do this stuff, and like Ian Peel became so famous that they're like, "Hey, what do you want to do?" And then he just they were able to do a lot of this stuff, and so I mean, a lot of you you see a lot of people, a lot of actors or uh, people in Hollywood go to that. Like Tom Hanks is the same way; he was a goofball comedian, and then all of a sudden he got a little clout, he was able to make really good movies, but obviously very talented.
0: All right,
5: good pick. Uh, Cameron. So my next pick is Moneyball. Um, Such a good, I'm a sucker for sports movies to begin with, but um, this had less to do with what actually happened on the field. Um, I love the way that Billy Bean was portrayed. Uh, Independent thinker. The older I get, the more I admire people that have um, unique ideas and, and stick to it. And stick to their guns. I mean, he went up against teams, you know, with the, with the A's of the nineties, um, or or in the early 2000s, excuse me, um, against some huge market teams with the Red Sox, with the Yankees and he beat those teams. Um, and he became very close to winning a world series just by, um, you know, changing the way that the game was played and changing the way the money was spent. So um, really a, a thinking man sports movie. There's a lot of, um, casual sports fans that say, yeah, you know, that was a great play. And they look at the highlights, but if you look at the business side of sports and really building a winning team, um, it's really, really cool to, to see that. And and it was very little stuff that actually occurred on the field. It was kind of like a, um, biopic for Billy Bean himself. So, um, really a cool movie and kind of a kind of an underdog story. I'm picking that main is as my drama.
3: You know, it, it's a little bit of revisionist history, but it's also one of the, in my opinion, one of the great all-time baseball movies. And to your point, there's not a ton of actual baseball in it. So I I really like that movie too.
5: Why do you say revisionist
3: history? Well, I'll let Randy pick it up from here, but there's a lot of reasons why that team did really well that weren't touched on. I mean, Eric Chavez, wasn't he the yeah, Randy, you want to take this over?
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of Miguel Tejada. There was there were some good players there.
5: I mean, there were high, high numbers guys, a few of them. Dollars
2: yeah, it time. wasn't just a ragtag group of like no-name untalented people. I mean, it, it, fair. honestly, it's probably one of the most uninteresting things that was turned into a movie that became interesting. Like if you look at Moneyball, like the book is just really like they looked at baseball differently. I mean, and now if you look at baseball, half of the GMs in the league have, you know, Ivy League locations. They're numbers guys. I mean, it's become that there's a, there's a line in the movie where they say something like, well, we're not going to draft that guy. Cause he's got an ugly girlfriend. Like yeah. that Scouts, yeah, I mean, they would make decisions based on just gut, you know. And now, right. um, talking about crunching numbers in baseball, I mean, mm-hmm. who wants to watch a movie about that? But they actually made it an entertaining movie with, you know. Uh, and then uh, Chris Pratt is actually in that movie.
3: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's, uh huh. Is a first baseman. He plays. Hattler, it's, not, yeah. it's
5: another good Jonah Hill movie. I mean, more good acting from yeah. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill did a great job in that movie. All yeah, right. I, I feel like that's an underrated movie of the of the de- of the decade.
3: All right, Peterson, back to back.
5: That's me. I'm going to be uh, dropping my
4: pick from last time. Last time I picked Dread. I'm not going to pick Dread this time because you guys treated it like we treated it's probably for the
0: best. Mr.
4: Ender's game. So. But I'm going to swap it with uh, Godzilla. I'm going to put Godzilla as my pick. For action? For action. Godzilla is an awesome. opens up a
2: wild card for you. So you swap. It with does. With yeah. Another pick. All I like right.
4: That. Pretty cool, right? No other Godzilla movie that I've seen really captured the scale and size of Godzilla like this movie did. That scene when you first finally see Godzilla and you just see his foot the first time and everybody like just shuts up. That's one of my favorite scenes of all time in any movie ever. Well, and
3: also in that same movie, the scene where he finally ends the big final battle is also super awesome.
4: That's it's yeah. the first Muto goes down with a tail whip. That was awesome and then the atomic breath down the neck. Nothing tops it, dude the The and first
3: Godzilla was really good. They've had a hard time uh, doubling down on that since, but but that was good, and I like the first Kong also. They
4: changed directors with these new movies. It was Gareth Edwards, same guy who did Rogue One that did this Godzilla movie, Godzilla. and they uh they swapped yeah. it for some reason and they weren't as good.
3: I'm sure they saved a lot of money,
0: yeah, I,
2: I liked Godzilla better when it was Pacific Rim
0: <laughs> that was a good movie uh. All right, Jack, your second pick.
4: I'm going to keep my second pick, uh, Crazy Stupid Love, is my comedy. That movie is just so good. It's Damn right you are. So funny.
0: Everything that that about was the it, steal of the draft. When you I made know, that pick, that was yeah. the steal of the
2: draft.
4: That hurt That's a right lot good. of...
2: Wax poetic about this brilliant movie, because it is brilliant.
4: It's so easy to talk about, because it's hilarious, and... Steve Carell's my favorite. Ryan Gosling's awesome. Everybody crushes it.
5: There's just not
4: much more I can say. It's just awesome.
5: And I'm going to steal what Randy said last time is I had that on my list. And I was like, does anybody else appreciate this movie? Did anybody else think, Oh, this is a great movie, but you know, three or four of us, I think we all conferred. This was on our short list of, you know, awesome movies that we almost picked. So yeah, great pick. David Lynn Hagen. Hagen. There's, there's so
2: much, there, yeah, there's so much, uh, just nuanced and like intertwined story in that whole, movie. like the first time you ever see that thing, it is just unreal. That was such a good movie. Um, the scene that when they're in the backyard and they're all kind of confronting them and all of a sudden everyone's punching like, you're David Lindhagen? And he just kind of walks up and takes his ring off and, what did you do to my friend? That, that was...
4: I'm a yeah. cuckold. I'm a cuckold. My wife made me a cuckold. And Ryan I- Gosling
3: is awesome in that movie too.
2: He's, yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever even thought or said I have a man crush on anyone. Uh, but Ryan Gosling was—he was—he was an awesome character in that, and just the whole like how he changed and how Steve Carell changed, like every mm-hmm. everyone in the movie kind of evolves. It that that movie was brilliant. I, I honestly top five movie Jack. I was so pissed off when
0: <laughs>
4: they
2: draft that thing. Like Julianne
4: Moore, she was a great villain. Wait, so
2: Aaron Zemo, who blew up the UN, is not a villain. I'm confused on the rules
4: now. I mean, he had pretty good reasons. I don't know. He had an idea. All right,
3: Cameron, we're back at you. What do you got?
5: My choice is um, the social network for my teen and coming of age. Um, if you think about how life has changed, what's the, what's the biggest factor um, where our lives have changed in the last 15 years, you can make an argument that it would be social media. Um and the, the beginning of Facebook and Zuckerberg and all the stuff that, that he went through with that, um, you know, the the backstabbing, the um, kind of back, back room handshake deals that he made in order to get credit for that. I mean, he made a lot of money on that, made a lot of enemies, but, you know, look where he is now. He's, he's a billionaire and um, it, it's... I, I think it's a cool snapshot of what occurred in history there um, and how it's evolved is just amazing. How it's going to continue to evolve is amazing. So just a, a, a cool movie of a snapshot in time um, and all the unintended consequences that start with a guy who's in college that just has a good idea.
4: I also think that movie has one of the best uh, movie trailers that I've seen. It gives away nothing and it's super unique. I don't know if you guys remember. I don't remember. It's uh it was like a choir cover of Radiohead's creep, and it just showed a bunch of different Facebook profile pictures, but it was cool.
3: Well, the same director, David Fincher, his uh his uh trailer for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, that is
4: my absolute favorite movie trailer. That well, that's is the a great best trailer I've ever seen. I just watched that video like Occasionally, just set to Led Zeppelin,
3: but yeah. And you know, and Fincher's a great director, man. This wasn't his normal fare. He usually does stuff like uh, seven and Fight Club, but yeah, great trailers and great movies. Good pick, Cam. So,
2: Randy rating is lower right now Facebook's or Congress?
0: We're not getting into that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Randy. It's your pick. All right, (laughs) we're not getting into that. Uh, my next pick, and and you know, we've gotten really (laughs) On team coming of age, um, but I took this as team coming of age. Uh, it's not a teen movie at all. Uh, it is coming of age. So, and that's Black Panther. Um, you know, as as everyone is aware, Chad Mc, Chadwick Boseman passed away last year. Um, they have a sequel that should be coming out. Who knows what they're going to do with that? Um, Because I was able to dump the Captain America movie for the top five Inception movie, that's my only comic book movie now. Um, It's just a little bit unique. It's different. It was a good movie at the time. It was very timely. Um, It was a uh, very um, pro-black featured movie without it being anti-anything else. What I loved about that movie is... Wakanda was amazing. Okay, The Black Panther was an amazing character. T'Challa was an amazing coming of age to his progression into being a king. It was a struggle with Killmonger. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, who's a fantastic actor. But all of that was done celebrating Black culture, celebrating Black actors, and not at the expense of um, anything other than they're awesome. Uh, And I I really Love that, and that's why the movie was embraced. Um, and and it was as popular as it was. It was, it was a different, and and again, we've talked about Marvel at length. This was the decade of Marvel, it was another different approach to do something else. They did so, they hit so many home
4: runs that decade. I think this is one of
1: them. Am I I the only
4: one that thinks that maybe a knife fight isn't the best way to pick your ruler, though?
1: No, I think, isn't that the most? I mean, we're talking about the most advanced culture in the world, apparently. That seems like it would fit. I
3: would love to have seen Trump and Biden <laughs> sort things out with a knife fight. That would have been awesome.
0: All right. Well, yes. let's go back to uh, <laughs> not no,
2: no, 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 taking so, on that one either. <laughs> 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 I mean. little, uh,
0: here's my
1: here's my thought on Black Panther. Monarchy. I really enjoyed it. Again, the political situation in Wakanda seems a bit fraught, but um, I think it was I don't want to say it was. Overrated. I don't, everyone puts it at like the top one or two Marvel films and I just don't think it fits in one or two. I think it's in the top five. Um, Um, But how much do you wish that Killmonger had been spared? Because going into Black Panther 2 without Chadwick Boseman, wouldn't that be... An interesting twist for Killmonger to find his redemption in Black Panther 2. Well,
3: I'll tell you something that I think you already know. Nobody actually dies in the comics. That's so true. So y- you might get your wish there.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they find a way to bring him back. So they didn't actually show him dead. They didn't bury him in the ground. He was just laying lifeless... Maybe there's some way to. to yeah, react. there was not a
3: dismembered corpse that was put into a blender, so it's
0: still there's not a enough. chance. I'm sure well,
3: there's even
2: I'm another sure killmonger from another dimension can come out who's a good yeah, guy who takes and yeah. You know.
1: what, so uh, I think my sister said something to me today. Uh, she's like, "When I die, I want my I want uh, my remains to be spread at Disneyland, but I don't want to be cremated." <laughs> That's the, awesome.
4: <laughs> but um real quick about black panther yeah killmonger was great and you know michael b jordan's awesome but i thought andy Serkis as ulysses claw was way more interesting and way more fun to watch he was
1: very he, good. He which avengers good film was he in was that ultron ultron yeah, yeah. yeah. He, it's, he's a fascinating character and andy circus does great at everything he's he's a great actor all right
0: uh back to me and i'm gonna keep my comedy pick. sorry (laughs) this is why i wanted the timer um jumanji welcome to the jungle so the the reboot of the original jumanji with Robin williams um or i guess it was a sequel loose sequel um it's just funny uh kevin hart and the rock uh have great comedic time. Jack Black. Jack Black was the best part of that Amazing. movie. You um, know what I think
1: is so fascinating about that film is that you have these four teenagers and then you take these actors and the actors are told, yeah. here's your character. It's not who you are, who you appear to be. Um, Jack I think Black, you're
0: playing a teenage girl. Karen Gillum. Yeah. Um, who, she was... She was Gamora's sister, right? In yeah Nebula. yeah, Nebula. She is so funny. I'm like, I didn't obviously she's not covered in prosthetics and makeup. And I'm like, oh, that's the same person. She was funny in it. Um, even was it Nick Jonas? Yeah. His little appearance was actually really good. And uh Bryce, is it who's it? Bryce Darby, who's welcome to Jamalji, the New Zealand pilot. Everybody in that movie was hysterical. And uh yeah, it was just a fun, fun movie. And one of those movies where I could just watch it on a loop and it'd be funnier every single time.
4: Doesn't Nick Jonas's character like grow up to be Colin Hanks?
0: Yeah. Yes. Which makes (laughs) no sense. Yeah. I don't see that. (laughs) That's a plot hole. All right. uh, Jeff.
3: All right. um, I'm sticking with my original uh, wild card that I picked up here. Um, I've mentioned Taylor Sheridan a couple other times, and this is another movie Written by him. Uh, this is another John Burnthal movie. This one's also got Josh Brolin in it. It's outstanding. Um, another fun fact, it's directed by Denis Villeneuve, who has done uh, one of Jack's favorites, Blade Runner 2045, Arrival, and he's also doing the upcoming Dune. Anyhow, um, I think yes. this is... Uh, I think this is a great wild card movie. If you haven't seen Sicario, it's a real slow burn. Um, it's a it's a good movie. It's got some great stuff in it, and classic Taylor Sheridan. Man, the guy doesn't pull any punches, and he's very non
1: PC. So um, that's my wild card pick. It was a good movie. Question is, how was the sequel? How are any sequels, Eric? It was it was a little off. I mean, I
3: feel
4: like it went away from its roots, man. Sicario Two, the Electric Boogaloo.
3: Yeah, it <laughs> m- may have been better than what they did. I, I mean, the sequel was, was okay, but you know, you, you've got a different writer, a different director. It's it was not as good. It, they they should leave well enough alone more often than they do. I'm afraid. Since you brought it up, how much
2: is everyone looking forward to the Dune movie if it ever comes out in theaters?
4: I'm right here. I'm more than I, I, movie, I can't wait.
2: I yes that. I don't think that that's the only movie that I'm really going like that. I'll be in the theater day one. I would be in a really long line to see that in
1: the. Theater. I've seen the original. Yeah. I've read the book. I honestly don't know what the draw is. I, I, I was. Uh, I can't get my head around it. I, I love no. the book,
3: and I didn't like any of the original movies, but I I enjoyed the book. I'm surprised you didn't, Eric.
4: I'm with Eric actually. I read the book, and the first third was outstanding. I was blown away, and then kind of just like petered off for me and I understand what they're going for and I think I lost it and without you know being able to talk about it too much I'll I'll let it go but I thought the book was good the book was was great
2: the movie was a little bit of a mess but some really good parts of the the movie from the 80s I think the nostalgia of like seeing how they're going to do it and actually make it because the story is there you know even if it is kind of unreadable I think they're going to kill it
1: I mean, no sting, so I don't know if I'm interested. Yeah, that's true. Sting was. No sting. You get Batista, though.
0: All right, Eric, you got two more picks.
1: All right, so I'm going to go with animated in this one. I'm going to keep my pick, uh, Kubo in the Two Strings. Um, Again, this is actually a stop motion animation film, um, and it's got Charlie's there and refines George Takai and Matthew McConaughey uh, in it. And again, it was one of these that we saw, we found on Netflix, we played it for the kids and I'm watching the first few minutes and I kind of sit down to pay attention a little bit more. And by the time we're 20 minutes in, I'm, I'm into it. So, um, really interesting story about, um, this kid who kind of plays music to, to like fold origami into living creatures and, uh, just really well done, and the fact that it's actually stop motion animation still blows my mind. Um, but it's a really fun film. So if you haven't seen it, you should. There's a snow monkey and a beetle in it. So there you go. <laughs> oh
0: well, now I'll watch it. Ah, I 90, so now it makes ninety-seven
5: percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Fun fact:
1: it's, oh. it's a good film. Probably the highest movie I've ever seen. Uh. Eric, your second pick. Oh, there we go. Uh, I'm going to stick again with uh, my action pick here in Wonder Woman, uh, the, the first Wonder Woman uh, film. <clears throat> and uh, Gal Gadot um, just nails it with Wonder Woman, first of all. Second of all, the story set when it is during World War I is particularly interesting to me uh, and by far my favorite DC film of the decade by nothing, I mean, nothing else touches it. Snyder cut does, but that's not in this, in the decade we're talking about. Um, it just outshines everything else.
0: Yeah, she, uh, I mean, she kind of saved the franchise with with that movie and, uh, cause it was not looking good for them for, for quite a while. And uh, because of that movie, DC at least has a puncher's chance now at putting together some sort of continuity.
4: Well, with Wonder Woman 1984, they promptly went back to making nonsense.
1: Well, yeah, it was bad. I liked it. I, I thought, thought it was good. good. I
0: th- again, yeah. I think it was as good as that, but I didn't think Iron Man 2 was that great. So Wonder Woman was <laughs> Iron Man 2
3: was not good. Yeah, I'd yeah, say Wonder no Woman.
1: 84, <clears throat> not as good as Wonder Woman, but far better than anything else DC put out.
4: Yeah. I know my dad will agree with me when I say this, but bringing Chris Pine back in was the worst decision they could have ever made. Terrible. I hated it. Yeah.
2: The way they did it too. But, but I'll say this, like Gal Gadot, when they cast her, everyone was like, Oh, that's terrible. I can't believe it. Now you couldn't picture anyone else being Wonder Woman. You know, it's kind Mm -hmm. of the same thing with Hugh Jackman. Everyone hated Hugh Jackman being cast because he's six foot two and five foot eight. But now if you thought like at some point they're going to have to recast Wolverine, there's going to be like a, Mutiny, because how can anyone but Hugh Jackman play? And that's when you know you're a good actor.
1: Every time they recast the Batman, right? Who's going to every time they recast the, the Joker? Yeah,
0: that that would be my. Yeah, but yeah, it's the same point. Is it's hard to picture it with someone else now? Uh, Jeff, all right, I'm gonna
3: go. Uh, I'm gonna go curveball here. Um, in doing some research, I found a far superior teen coming of age movie. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, it is simply outstanding. It's whiplash and yeah. JK Simons is, it's one of the most unbelievable acting jobs you'll ever see. Miles Teller does a good job, but JK Simons simply owns this movie. Um, it's absolutely a coming of age movie. He learns about himself, but, uh, it, it's a, it's a great film all the way around. So that's my, uh, that's my
0: updated coming of age pick. Good pick. Good upgrade. That is an upgrade. All right. Um, I'm gonna keep my comedy, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, this is just a funny, funny movie. I I think it's the best Thor movie out oh, there by far. Um Barn bar on um, Tycho at T D just makes good movies and he does a really good job. I, I think this. it's one of the best Marvel movies, Jake. That's a that's, that's a great there. that's a great movie. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean it's awesome. I mean the it was loosely based on what Planet Hulk, I think, a little bit and uh Jeff Goldblum was fantastic. Um Tessa Thompson as uh Valkyrie, she was awesome too. Um but Mark Ruffalo and and uh Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, you know, they they had this kind of like the other guys, they had this almost buddy cop vibe where one was really straight-laced and uh and uh you know, as, as the Hulk, which doesn't make sense normally. And then you have Thor who's like, what is it though? You know, and it's just everything about that movie was really good from start to finish. And even
1: I Tom think, Hiddleston as Loki in that film, again, yes. comes off a little bit lighter, not any less Loki, but just lighter enough that we can start to enjoy him and appreciate him.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, oh, go ahead. No, they, they pitched that
2: movie as a buddy cop movie. When uh, Oh, did they? talking about what he wanted to do it's like yeah i want to make a buddy cop movie with thor like who buys into that but again that's the genius of
4: Marvel. yeah he gets it though
0: and and it was almost you know at this point in the continuity the movies in marvel were getting progressively more serious and the stakes were getting higher and i'm not going to say the stakes in this movie weren't high i mean ragnarok but um like it, it almost went back to that early like Iron Man vibe where you can have some fun with the movie again. And that's what I really enjoyed about it. It was like, this isn't just a good movie. It's a fun movie.
1: Yeah. And in the midst of that, you have Kate Blanchett, who is what the daughter of death, like. Yeah. Hella. I
0: think it's, yeah. the it's pretty called. heavy. And she, yeah, like I said, it. the stakes are high. Like I, I'm saying that yeah. the stakes are high, but it was still really fun to watch. Um. All right, Randy.
2: Going down my list now, uh, my animated film, uh, Zootopia. So, um, I, I just, it, it was a good movie. You know, it was a, uh, it, it every animated decade, you're going to have Disney. Uh, this was a little bit of a murder mystery, kind of goes deep into, uh, um, you know, I, I guess, nature versus nurture a little bit uh, in a, in a unique way. So, uh, I like, I like the movie. So that was my, that was my pick. I remember seeing it with, uh, with Charlie when she was a little kid and,
0: uh, she was scared at some parts, which, uh, i I, I remember that the most about the movie. J.K. Simons was in that too. He was the mayor. Um, yeah, that was B. a good movie. Jason Bateman, Jenny Slater. Andrew Selva. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um yeah, it was a good movie. It was fun Shakira. to watch. <laughs> yeah. Kira crushed everyone loves, it. Everyone loves Giselle. <laughs> or Giselle or whatever her name was. All right. Uh Cameron.
5: <laughs> so, I'm going to move yeah. down what I chose uh before cuz I really like that pick, but um I want to use a comedy right now. Um Because, you know, I I just, I think it's crazy that this was not chosen uh, first time around and I have to take it off the board. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Yes, it's another Marvel movie. Yes, we've we've, uh, talked a lot about Marvel movies. Um, Chris Pratt, I feel like that was the movie that really um, vaulted him into, you know, super mega stardom. Um, I, I can't remember if that was prior to, um, the new Jurassic park or not, but I just remember that, you know, he got absolutely in great shape for that. Um, you know, cause I, I thought of him as parks and rec Andy mm-hmm. and, you know, he was kind of lovable and funny and doughy and that kind of thing. All of a sudden he got ripped and he yeah, it was awesome feel- between
3: seasons four and five when he just shows up in
5: season five and he's carved out of wood all of a sudden, right? Yeah, this is normal. And- and he retained that funniness somehow so he was absolutely hilarious in the movie absolutely ripped in the movie and um i know that they talk about the the soundtrack a lot but um the the oldie soundtrack was just cool you know and and, and yeah. something different so i think that really helped the movie as well i'd
4: argue to say that that was also dave batista's breakout role and now i yeah. really enjoy yeah. watching him in anything he's good he was funny. just for the record cam can you tell the audience
2: the movie that you dropped so they you know what a bad decision you made a few
5: years ago
1: in picking it? Um, I don't think you completely oh, dropped it. Are you keep it. The movie camera? that I'm
5: officially relinquishing.
1: What? Go on.
5: His oh, okay. pop star? Okay,
1: okay, okay. With oh. Andy
3: Samberg, which is not a terrible movie, but you just made a huge upgrade.
2: Yes, I agree. Yeah, you I agree. you replaced the movie that nobody has heard of and really loved with the one of the all-time best movies of the decade. Good job.
5: Yeah, I felt like it was a good uh, upgrade, and and again, comedy to me was the hardest by far category in this in this uh, decade. Like all the others, I felt pretty comfortable about comedy. I've I've only got.
0: 12 on my list here you fool though because now randy's gonna take pop star and <laughs> <Yeah>. he's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right <into> his <laughs> so <laughs> see i'm That's
5: not as skilled be... <laughs> at the bond villain thing, man, as uh randy is
0: all right uh jack your last two picks man
4: i'm keeping my teen slash coming of age movie i think it's the best one out there uh keeping kick ass big daddy with uh nicholas cage He's awesome, everyone kind of gets their own scene in that. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz's hit girl was amazing. I like Chris Friedman's class as the Red Mist. Everybody crushed it, it was funny. Great soundtrack or score, rather, it was a score that I enjoyed out of that. And uh, it was just a really good, original ish movie.
0: It really was. That's got yeah.
2: it. Number one ranked coming of age movie. If there was a list and you picked it in
4: like the second to last round, so now you guys let me get away with a lot of stuff. This one,
0: well, because I think he took Scott Pilgrim and I think that's a top coming of age movie, too. I, oh, I really yes,
2: like yeah, he cornered the market on coming of age for sure. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, honestly, it's funny how it evolves. Like in 2010, this is like a home game for Jack, and yeah, there's like Eight good
4: movies that I haven't seen on this list that I have to watch. So I mean, so many movies I had to leave out. It it kills me. But.
0: It's funny though because Jack's actually picking movies with teens in them, and Eric's picking World War II movies, and <laughs> like you can tell that we are out of our element in the coming of age bracket with <laughs> with the 2010s. Because we're like, well, how can we twist this into a coming of age movie? And yeah, yeah we did it. But it's definitely Jack's wheelhouse. And Jack, your last pick, man. My Close last it up.
4: pick, it's, it's in a rough genre that, you know, I used to really love, the horror genre, but it's so hard to make a good horror movie. And I thought, you know, I was over it. You know, I didn't like horror movies anymore just because they're not scary to me. But this one really scared me. I'm going to take Hereditary. That made me disturbed. It was spooky. I was shocked by some of the stuff I'd seen. But most of all, I thought it was outstanding. So what are you
2: replacing? What what
4: are you getting rid of? Uh, that was from Dread. That was from Dread, yeah. Okay. And this is your wild card, right, Jack? That's my wild card, because yeah, what else would it be?
3: Hereditary is a far-out movie, man. It's a slow burn. It is super creepy. It is...
4: I watched weird. it with my buddies and Diego Garcia. It was a new movie that came out. I didn't know what it was, so I just put it on in the little crappy theater that they had, and we were blown away. Like, people were so. shocked. We were Yelling out loud just because it was
5: crazy. It was so good, though. Very I've different. never heard of the movie. I'm reading the summary online right now. It's
3: oh, it's too, way out crazy. there. I saw it with your sisters, Jack, and it was a it was a rough night. Yeah, I, that was geez. scary. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead Cam- and not ever
1: watch that film.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Not a Cam- bad idea. Go ahead and finish off. Yeah. Um. I'm excited
5: about this pick. I think it's a really the epitome of a wild card pick um, actually recommended to be by Jeff Peterson. And I have come to know Jeff as if he makes a recommendation, if he puts his his rubber stamp on a recommendation, you need to go out and, and watch it or do it or or whatever. And that movie is the big short. Um such an interesting movie. Again, it was a snapshot of what occurred in the 2008 financial crisis. I mean, there were so many people out there trying to skew the numbers and trying to make a buck. And, you know, uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. And that was the epitome of what can go wrong when there's super super creepy people um, in power. So many families lost so much money. So many people lost a lot of money out of their, their retirement account, their houses, all of this thing. And, um, you know, hopefully it's a lesson that we learn from as a culture. Probably not. But um, I, that was a, a really poignant movie that that hit hard. Um, and uh, the only one of, of its kind that I that I know of. So it definitely stood out to me. uh, one of the best movies of the 2010s. One of Margot Robbie's best roles, too.
3: Oh, and more Ryan Gosling. She appears in that as well, right? Ryan Gosling's fantastic in uh, in that movie.
4: Bathtub (laughs) explaining economics to me. All
0: right. uh, Randy, your last pick.
4: So my last pick,
2: I bookended it first and last pick with movies that I just love that uh, so... Comedy, uh, Richard Linkletter, uh, everybody wants some. It's about a 1980s baseball team, college team, gets their first weekend on campus. Um, it is, it's just, it's it's a really, really good movie. It's got that dazed and confused kind of feel to it, same director, being an old baseball player. Uh, I, I love the movie. Um, U.S. agent um, Wyatt Russell is in the movie. He plays a, a character Willoughby, um, and then uh, Tyler Hoechlin, who's now uh, Superman on uh,
0: on uh, CW,
2: is uh, is the this all American uh, baseball player. It's a great movies. Yeah, watch it. Um, what what this,
4: Superman is he uh, on CW? there's a there's oh, a, is that Lois and Clark or something? No, that was Dean Cain. This is uh, uh, like,
2: like Arrow versus Superman. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard this show is actually really good. And uh, you know I love me some Superman, but yeah, 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 yeah great, great movie if you haven't seen it. It's a it's a hidden gem. Not gonna score a lot of points on a, who had the best most popular list of the the decade, but another one of those I've I've watched it 50 times on an airplane. <laughs> I fly a lot on airplanes,
5: so there's that. Yeah. yeah, it seems really interesting. Um, baseball seems to lend itself to the best movies of all the sports stuff. I don't know why that is, but um, you know, based on what you're describing, it kind of makes me think of Old uh, Durham. Maybe is that kind of in the same vein, Randy? Um, not really. It, it, it's it's
2: it, it's a lot like if you took Days and Confused and made it a about, you know, in the 80s, like 1980 instead of the, the late 70s and make it about the college experience with baseball. I mean, baseball is a small part of it, you know. Um, they, there there wasn't, they don't play a game. That the only baseball scene is there's a practice. But it's just about chasing girls and being with your friends and the story of the guy that did the really stupid thing and, you know, these different just
0: characters. Um, it's, it's a good movie. Everybody wants some. Uh, Okay. And that brings it to my last pick. I'm going to switch my drama. So I had Knives Out, which is a fantastic movie. Um, But I do think this next movie I'm picking is a better pure drama, and that would be Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Nice. Outstanding movie. Great pick. Um. I mean, if you've seen it, it's, it's not a comic book movie. It's just, I mean, technically it is, but it's, it's so much more. And it's got this almost like newsroom vibe at the end. And, and like, it's just this man's descent into madness and then the consequences of that. And obviously there's, you know, some contemporary things that you could say with, with some of the crazy people out there today, but it's just awesome. And Joaquin Phoenix is one of the best actors I've ever seen. Pretty much any movie he does, he's a hundred percent committed to that role. And it really pays off. And in this case, especially so and Robert De Niro was awesome in that as well. Um, I forgot his character's name, but he's the talk show host. And yeah, it was uh, just awesome. Murray Franklin. Yeah, Murray. Yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, Joker. And it was uh, made by the same guy that did uh, The Hangover.
3: Yeah, Adam McKay, right? No, not
0: McKay. I remember who it was. I'll figure it out. But anyway, that's my switch. So I dropped Knives Out, put Joker in.
3: Good up, Ray. All right. All um, right. I'm going to stick Hot with Phillips. my
0: comedy. Um,
3: the, you know what? There was one movie I just tried like heck to work into this list, but musicals don't fit too great into here, and I couldn't put it in over my drama Wolf of Wall Street, but – and I know Eric's not going to take it because he only has a comedy left. But honorable mention for me before I close this out is definitely La La Land. I love that movie. Um, it's a great story. It's a great musical. Um, it got robbed literally at the Oscars. They announced it as the winner of Best Picture, and then they changed it on the stage to Moonlight, which was not nearly
4: as good. Anyhow. Talk about the director being a total champ about it, though.
3: Yeah, no, he was, he, wow. he took it like a gangster.
4: No one else could react like
3: that. So anyhow, all right, now that I got that out of my system, um, I'm going to stick with my comedy from last time, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, it's got Tika Waititi in it. It was my first real glimpse at his genius. Um, it just has a, it's a good, funny look at the whole vampire genre, and they really bring it all together. Uh, one of the best scenes is <laughs> real early in the show. All these vampires, they all live together. So one of them's got to go downstairs. Like you've got the new vampire, the guy who's been a vampire for like four years. And then the guy who's been a vampire for a hundred years. Well, someone's got to go in the basement and feed a live chicken to the guy who's been a vampire for 800 years. <laughs> and they're all scared of him. So they open the, the crypt, and they throw the chicken in there and the guy's <laughs> trying to get him. He's trying to get out. But yeah, it's really good. It's a good movie. Um, And it's got, uh, it's got Jermaine in it. I can't remember his last name, but um, um Jermaine Clement it's it's really funny so um, anyhow that'll close up my list what we do
1: in the shadows all right and Eric final pick of the night <laughs> yeah I think I'm st- stick with my comedy again uh, it's another Marvel one it's Ant-Man and uh, I love me some Paul Rudd At pretty much anything he touches including that State Farm commercial absolute gold
0: like looking in a mirror <laughs> yeah all right um, well, that finishes our list. And do we want to do a vote? Do we want to do it the same way we did it last time or we vote by? Well, hold on. Topic? Jeff got
4: to do an honorable mention. So that's, that's not fair. I want to do one. Uh, Throw it out there, Jack. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri.
3: I I have that on my list under, uh, under dramas. That is an awesome movie, man. That is really good. Woody Harrelson. um, It's got another one of your favorite actors in there. Sam Rockwell.
0: Yes. Here's a couple. All right. Any other
1: honorable mentions? Uh, The Imitation Game um, with Benedict Cumberbatch. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Really enjoyed that one. Interstellar. Is that the Alan Turing movie? Mm -hmm. Imitation Game is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The Last Full Measure, which I don't think was very, was a big uh, film at all, but if you get a chance to watch it, uh, it's about a rescue during Vietnam and also the attempt to get that uh, deceased um, airman, pararescue airman, uh, his Medal of Honor 30 years later. Um, and uh, those are my honorable mentions, I guess.
0: Um, all right. I, real Mine. quick, I had... Oh, go ahead, Cameron.
1: Mine was The Purge.
5: Nice. Uh, it, we've, we've all got a little bit of an anarchist in us. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you start to think about, oh, how would I do in that kind of scenario? And what would I do in that kind of scenario? And, um, you know, you can really go down a rabbit hole in your mind. But uh so <laughs> really cool movie. It's a
0: solid concept and a good movie. Yeah. So in lieu of my... Uh, Does anybody else have any honorable mentions? Because then I want to read my wife's list. Because she did some picks for this draft.
1: That's why we're redoing the episode. Good job. Yeah, save Jake's marriage. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Brawl and Snowblock Block 99. Yeah, that's exactly what she picked. It's amazing. Um, So she had, for her two comedies, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is awesome. Central Intelligence was her second comedy. Uh, Drama, she had Murder on the Orient Express. Um, she's a big fan of uh, Agatha Christie and Poirot. Uh, her two action movies were *The Equalizer* and *The Expendables*. Her teen movie was *The Purge*. Her animated movie was *Rise of the Guardians*, and um, she didn't have a wild card. So, I guess that's it. So, so her list that she made before this consisted of movies that none of us picked. Yeah, Checks. it's amazing. Yeah,
4: yeah. truly impressive.
0: The only one she had an alternate animated, which was Coco, which was the one I picked. Um, She said because she used to be a middle school teacher and she said her students absolutely love that movie. But, um, yeah, she picked a bunch of movies that were not on anyone's list, which I thought was really I'm going to go ahead and give her a a wild card of Peanut Butter Falcon. So, okay, I like it. Um, All right. So let's vote i guess do we want to do it based on topic like we did last time
3: you, you want to in the interest of time let's just uh I'll take a minute to approve the list and vote for one person not ourselves what do you think of that
0: yeah i
2: think who's the best person on the list
0: so the best list total in okay the best mm-hmm. list not yourself best list not yourself Well,
2: i was supposed to write it down sorry
4: I don't have any paper, but I promise I won't change my mind. <clears throat> you just don't have any toilet paper in that house.
5: <laughs> I, don't a, I don't have a pen. Millennials don't have pens. They type everything. He'll text it to us later.
3: <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, Jack, you can type it in the comments section here. All right, I got mine. Yeah. I'm ready. All right, reveal them on three, two, one, go.
5: Jake,
1: I didn't write it down.
0: Andy, Mm,
5: Jake got three points. I'm sorry, Jack.
3: Yeah, you know, I I was torn between uh, Jack, Randy, and Jake. Um, You guys all had really solid lists. Good, good use of uh, of Tom Hardy in all of them. (laughs) 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 That's the key.
2: I'll, I'll tell you this. So I thought Jack, the first time we did it, the next morning, I thought Jack absolutely killed it. I thought he dominated because a lot of his movies were unbelievable. And I looked at Jake's list and I was like, man, he's got really, really good movies. Um, solid throughout. But he also has four comic book movies, which is a ton.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Jack actually has three comic book movies. Uh, now, they might not all be Marvel, but Jack, you're, you're, you you made a couple changes to movies that I hadn't seen, and that's what caused me to...
4: I was about to say, yeah, on. you probably haven't seen a few of mine that's understandable. But I will that's tell cool. you, it was a
2: hard decision because you've got some of my favorite movies, and I thought you dominated, like, value picks going after it. But, Jake, your, your list is also really good.
4: Well, between you and me, if you watch the movies you haven't seen on my list, let me know what you think
2: okay i will never see that crazy horror movie that
3: beats hereditary all. You, you you would not like it randy
0: you do need to see wind River wind River i will watch wind River, i was on the list and, and that's what prevented me from picking you on this vote jack was i haven't seen wind River i'm not going to see hereditary What's um and that What's wrong with you, you, know, you guys? What's going on or Cameron and, and Here, Randy? Here's,
1: here's a thought. Let me pitch this. And I, I just Should them, we girl. record us all watching Hereditary together?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes. That would be
1: In a separate dark rooms.
4: enjoyable thing to watch. There's that would definitely be the one podcast of... Janice will not watch.
0: Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
4: And let me be there for that. I want to watch it again because it's good. It's a good movie. Like Put the horror and disturbing stuff aside. It's still a really good
5: movie. <laughs> I, I want to uh, – I, I feel like a Little League coach right now, but we need to give out the prize for – I think this is the best job that anybody has done moderating it so far. Jake didn't take the bait four times tonight. It could have gone off the rails easily, but this was the best moderation since Jeff's uh, March Madness. I give an honorable
2: – I want to give an honorable mention to Jeff. By my count, he has no superhero movies in his list. He had Lego Batman hmm. and, and switched it out. I don't see a... a,
1: a, a super, yeah. Eric has... Four. You don't think Brad Pitt is a superhero in Fury?
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I don't know.
1: Jake has
2: four. I have one. Cameron has two. Jack has three. This is the decade of superhero... Movies for sure, like yeah. yeah. I don't know if
0: that's a
4: good thing or a bad thing.
0: Will no. Ferrell dominated the aughts. Marvel dominates the tens. That's. Do I doubt. get
4: points for none of them being part of the MCU? No. Okay, i uh, just making. Well, sure. <laughs> Spider-Man's
1: uh, it's technically Sony's dish.
4: It's not the MCU, so don't. Yeah.
1: That's what I said. Yeah, well, I, know I, what I think said.
4: they're going to use that
3: concept moving forward. We're going to have some multiverse stuff coming yeah. into the MCU here pretty soon. So.
4: in In the decade of 2010, it's not an MCU movie. He's he is correct. right.
0: All right. Um, unless you guys have anything else, that was way fun. I mean, it was super long, um, but it was really, really good. Hey, what um, else do they have to do? Just listen, tune from work. It'll take you two yeah. days. You're fine. No, no, it was good. Um, so I'm, I'm glad we redid it. I think. I didn't know how it was gonna play out redoing a draft, but I think it worked really, really well. And and the changes we made, all the few of them were largely upgrades. Um, so it was really fun. Who won the first round? Who won the first time we did it? Jack Yeah. Oh, I think Jack did. That's right. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. like it anymore. Yeah. This game sucks. <laughs> There's a big asterisk um based on this whole draft, but uh otherwise. Thank you everyone for joining us and we'll see you all next time.